previously on Tales of Asperon. Is Tuberry nearby? Roll me an investigation <laughs> check. No, no. Things that matter. Oh, no. Uh, no, an eight. Um, you're like rifling around and you hear a very faint. Ooh. <gasps> is he okay? Can I go get him? His whole personality is different. He's slower. How are you? <laughs> My name is Tedward. I know it is an amusing portmanteau between the two well-known names, Theodore and Edward, and it's not registered in any of the books of names you'll find in the local parochial authorities, but I treasure it nonetheless. It is so good to make your collective acquaintance. Oh, no. Is there anyone at the guild who might know what this is? I think I might know someone who could help fix this. They're kind of an expert in many things. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tales of Esperon. If you're new to the show, you probably shouldn't be starting here, but we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's light on rules and high on storytelling. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down on our desks, pretend to be someone we're not, and then record it all to share with you. Then, we try to release an episode every other Friday. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. And the best part of it all is that we have no idea what will happen next. This just means that sometimes we roll dice to figure out what happens next in the story. Roll high? Maybe you and your friends successfully pull your friend's soul from a blueberry. Roll low? Maybe the shopkeep takes yours as payment. I wonder what will happen this week. Let's roll the dice and find out. Together. If all of you were to accidentally stumble into a place, how might that happen? Alea will immediately close her eyes and start walking a direction. <laughs> Roll me a, hmm, what would this be? Perception a check? A survival. <laughs> survival, let's call it survival. That's more fun. See if she dies in a ditch. 11. Um, <laughs> so as she closes her eyes and starts to walk, you watch Rose She's reaching through her bags and she pulls out this wooden carving of a door and it looks like it's carved into like a willow tree and she's kind of holding it up in the air and looking around in the woods and she closes her eyes and Leia, you are walking, you start to walk into like a thorn bush and you trip. What do you do? I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, can I detangle myself from the thorn bush? Um, yes. So roll me a dexterity check real quick. A three. Three, okay. You're trying to untangle yourself from these thorns. Are your eyes still closed? Uh, no, I probably opened my eyes. That's, that's the reasonable okay. thing. You open your eyes and you're kind of in this thorn bush. It's all dark because of all the leaves and stuff. It's hard to see. And you're reaching forward and you're like pricking your fingers on these thorns. And one of the branches swings back and smacks you in the face. And you reach forward to kind of like 
grab, reach out of the bush, and your hand brushes against cloth, which is strange. What? Who else has fallen in this thorn bush? You guys hear the bushes rustling, rustling. And Thurbash, can you roll me a perception check? Yep. That is a nine? A nine. Nineteen. 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 Okay. You see Alea, like, stumbling to get out of this thorn bush and something pings in your memory you smell something in the air for a sweet for like a single moment it smells very 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 sweet and your mind immediately goes back to that time that you accidentally stumbled into the sylvan wood with your brother you tripped and you fell and suddenly you were somewhere else and as that thought comes over you you look up and the bush isn't rustling and Alea is just gone Oh, dang it. Uh, <laughs> Alea! Have been kidnapped <laughs> by the fairies. Uh, As this happens, you hear Rose go, okay, I guess it's working. Is she, go- where, where does she go? Is she still here? Her eyes are still closed. She was in the bush, and then she wasn't in the bush. And there was a, an odor. I- so like berries, sweet? Sweet, but not like berries. It's very hard to describe. Did she sit on Tuberry? Is he still here? Tuberry? Tuberry? <laughs> Thurbash was the last person carrying me. I no, and then I handed it off to her before yeah. I went downstairs to pick up the amulet. Oh, damn. So I do need a saving throw, don't I? Please. I will feel so All guilty right. if I squish Tuberry. You might free my soul, though. If then I kill Tuberry. No, Is then we just... It? No, then we just need to find a place to put Tuberry's soul. Oh, no. Uh, okay, I got a nine. You look around, and you guys notice that Alea is just gone. What do you do? Ailey starts to look. Let's just search all around that bush. All right, roll me an investigation check. All right. Oh, no. Don't fall away. Uh, two. Two. <laughs> mm. Um, You're looking through the bush. You don't notice anything it just goes straight to the ground it's a thorn bush so it's kind of prickly but nothing what time is it what time of day um right now it's probably like four in the morning all right are there any like ridges or cliffs nearby um roll me a perception or investigation check your pick i'll choose perception 13 13 um looking around no it's a pretty straight like the the terrain kind of moves up and down a little bit um, like naturally like a forest would, but there's no like cliff sides or anything. Thurbash is going to turn and start walking backwards in the direction of the bush. Okay. Um, roll me a survival check. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a 12. 12. Okay. Same bush or different bush? In the direction. So potentially the same bush. You walk right through what is kind of like the same bush. You feel the thorns prickle into your sides. Nothing happens. Do you keep walking? I keep going. Okay. You keep walking and walking. Are are you looking? Are your eyes closed? Uh, I'm, is happening? I'm completely... I'm facing the opposite direction, keeping my eyes like face the opposite direction, just walking backwards. Okay. As you do, you're walking backwards, backwards. And to keep your balance, your eyes focus on Rose. And you see in her hand, there's this wooden carving of a doorway in a willow tree. And as you're looking at it, Roll me a wisdom save. 
Okay, that is 19. 19, okay. You're very good at making these saves. Um, I'm getting some really good rolls today. You're walking backwards, and your vision starts to get, like, wobbly as you're staring at Rose, specifically this door. And something in your gut is like, this doesn't feel good. I need to stop. And you kind of stop walking for a moment. And then the dizzy feeling goes away. I'm going to look around. You're 30 feet from the group. You can still see them. Whatever you were doing was having some kind of effect. But you're like aware of it. I'm going to start trying to sprint backwards full speed. Okay. Um, You sprint backwards as quick. I'm not even going to make you roll. Just the idea that you're running headlong into not knowing. Um, What is it that Thurbash wants most right now? Probably to just get everything cleaned up. He needs a moment of respite. Like, this whole entire thing has been going on for way too long. Okay, you're sprinting backwards, and you feel your back impact against a tree. You're maybe about 60 feet from the group. And as it does, you kind of tumble. And in that moment, your vision goes black, and you spiral. And you feel your face impact against wood. And you go to move your foot, and you notice it's stuck in something. And you start to feel on the the wood in front of you and you feel a handle. What do you do? I'm going to turn the handle. (laughs) Okay, you turn the handle and the door, this door apparently swings open and you stumble out onto a very, very, very well-kept, polished, like wooden stone floor. There's like a very interesting pattern that is weaving ahead of you. And in the distance, you see this long kind of winding hallway that leads into an open space filled with light. And you realize that The thing that was stuck on your foot is a metal bucket. And on the ground around you is a bunch of brooms and mops. You've ended up in a broom closet somehow. Um, You guys who are still in the material realm watch Thurbash just sprint backwards into the distance. He hits his back on a tree and he twists. And as it does, the bark just wraps around him and he's gone. You just hear him go. (laughs) And And then the woods are silent again. Um, Haley, what do you do? I guess I'd walk over and investigate the uh, tree, just like Urbash did. Okay. Um, you walk over to the tree and roll me a perception check. 18. 18. So standing by the tree, the first thing you notice as you approach, there's this violet light that is slowly fading from the bark. And you can smell like wild fruit, really, really sweet in the air. What do you do? I call a rose and tell her what, what I see. Um, as you call out, Rose goes, yeah, that sounds about the right kind of brand of weird for the, for the willow. So do your thing. All right. I go through it or I touch it at least. You reach out and touch it in this violet like light just streams from the, the bark of this tree trunk and overtakes you and you feel yourself tugged forward and Thurbash behind you, you hear like, tools and more mops and brooms stumble around as Haley just materializes out of thin air and falls on the ground at your feet. Welcome. And then while, while you two are standing there, you hear wood creak and shift and turn as a door materializes in the wall. And you see Rose just kind of walk through the wood. She doesn't open the door. It doesn't swing. She just kind of walks through. Oh, that was an easy one this time. Her eyes are still closed and they open up. Oh, good, you made it. Um, where's Alea? I don't know. And Alea, we cut to you and Tuberry. 
Um, you have you were pawing your hands through this thorn bush, and you felt like soft satin. What do you do? Uh, I look at to make sure Tuberry is fine or Tedware is fine. Tuberry, how are you feeling? Wave. Dandy. Am I still? Am I still in the bush? Um, you think? Oh wait, bush behind me. And you turn around, and you're you're surrounded by this fabric. What the heck? Okay, I guess I'm gonna f- try to find the fab. Wh- find where I'm. Bad. Okay. You start <laughs> to paw your way through this fabric bit by bit, and you go a little bit further, further, and you're pushing fabric out of the way, and you can hear metal scraping on metal, and you pull the fabric apart, and you're inside of what looks like a clothing shop. Um, ahead of you, you can see these spi- these like rows of spiral racks of all these different types of clothes. And above you, you can see that there's another tier to this room and there's books and books and shelves of just tons of stuff. Um, I will stand up or like, yeah, I'll stand up. Oh, I also want to check my pockets to make sure my dirt pockets have not ripped. Um, they have not. Nice. Actually, you know what? Roll me a d20. You were in a oh no! Bush. Okay. Uh, D twenty. Oh, <laughs> four. Four. Hmm. Um. Yeah, one of them has ripped and spewed dirt all over the floor. Oh no! Okay, can I try to just like hold the hole and just like put the dirt back in my pocket as I look around? Um. Yeah. So you like you kind of patch it up and look around. You see you've spilled dirt on the floor, and there's this like nice fine rug beneath you that has this kind of ornate and delicate pattern that's now just covered in dirt. Oh, gosh. Um, Can all of you roll me a perception check? Hey, hey, 15. 21. One. 16. 16, okay. Um, So first one to notice is Alea. You look around and you see that there's a hallway like right beyond some of these clothing racks. And down it, you can see Rose and the armadillo with Tedward on it, and Hele and Thurbash. Um, Tedward, what did you roll? A 15. 15. Um, while she's looking at them, you're looking around the shop, and in the center of this space, first you notice that it's a multi tiered space. There's a bottom floor filled with racks of clothing and books and knickknacks and tons of stuff. It's almost like a bazaar. And then the second floor, you can see rows and rows of these ornately detailed bookshelves. And even further up, you can see light like trickling in from one of the places on the third story. And you can smell like heat and coal, almost like you're in a blacksmithery. But looking around, you're in some kind of weird, it looks like a shop space. So out of character question, yeah, we're all seeing different things. So they're in a hallway right now that leads into the space where all of you are, where you and yeah. Alea are. Um, yeah. But you're, you've all kind of ended up in the same space. Oh, all right. For a minute, I thought that we had all magically been transported to like a store where I see it as a, as a weapon shop and she sees it as a clothing shop. And for some reason, they see it as a broom cupboard. <laughs> no, they happen to both stumble through the broom cupboard. Gotcha. Um. <clears throat> um, but at this point, you, the three of you, Hale, Thurbash, and Rose, all notice Alea and Tuberry kind of standing, like right out front of a coat, coat rack. What do you all do? Where are we? Um, I'm gonna take out 
my sewing kit. Okay. And try to patch up the hole in my pocket uh, sloppily and try to just do it fast, but... uh. Okay, roll me a dex check. Oh, no. Why always dex? Uh, dex. A mm. two. Not great. Gosh. <sighs> not great. Okay. It'll hold for a little while, but not great. Okay. She rolled a two. Um, but, Thurbash, as you say this, Rose kind of steps forward and she goes, you see her open her eyes and she takes this pendant of a door carved in a willow tree and she goes, this is called the Shifting Willows. It is a place of necessity and it's my friend's shop. Finding it's tricky and like I said, it's hard to get hidden here on purpose. We got lucky this time. Buy it! Um, so... Rose starts to make her way forward in the open air of the place, like the, the big open chamber. What do you all do? Follow. Carefully holding my pocket. Okay. Follow. Does the scent of the area that we're in, like, is it still reminiscent of, like... Yes. Absolutely. It's going to be really puzzling, because don't remember a lot about that. It was brought back in a memory. So she walks you in, and she kind of looks around by it uh are you here hello you're usually here when i show up and from off to the side alea you see actually what's everyone's passive perception mm-hmm. 11 12 no uh Ty, yours is probably just 10 so Correct. 11 12 15 third bash what was yours 11 oh 11 okay um so alea as she says this, you notice an individual move a little bit further into this shop space. And you can see an arrangement of glass cases. And standing in the center of them, there is a single person. Their hair is like a dark, dark, slick black. And their skin is this kind of neutral gray tone. And they look very, very androgynous. Um, and as Rose steps forward, this person goes, Hello, Rose. It is wonderful to see you. How can I help all of you today? Hello. Hello. You have quite uh, a hi. motley crew with you. Yes. And <laughs> Rose goes, Yeah, I kind of picked these ones up. Um, we're having some trouble here with a friend. And she motions to the unconscious Tedward on top of the armadillo. And she motions. Go ahead. I was just going to put Tedward on the counter. Blueberry Tedward. They lean over and look very close and go, and what is this? I'm supposed to be in that body. Their head kind of reels back a little. That is intriguing. How did this happen? We're not exactly sure, but it had something to do with the realm of dreams. Ah, the realm of dreams is a dangerous place. What are you doing there? Killing the thing. Killing a creature, honorable. Killing a hydroloth. Formidable foe. I assume you lost some memories along the way? Yes. Sad. Sad. Real sad. Real sad. It could be. 
Sometimes you lose something good, sometimes you lose something bad. That depends on the hydroloth, I guess. Now, they like lean in very close to you, Tedward, and you can see that they have these like silvery eyes and they go, how long have you been in this body? It's been less than a day, hasn't it? Yeah, a few hours. Yeah, I'll just say that. They reach underneath the table and take out a magnifying glass and look through it. And in their eyes, you can see this like myriad of colors being reflected back at you. Hmm. Bring over the correct body, I presume. Uh, we should also mention that this blueberry also had a soul, which is now in the cor- the other body. A transfer. Peculiar. Yes. Very rare. Usually uh, two souls in different bodies are not compatible. The body would, or the soul would usually be shredded. Oh. <laughs> Great. Come, bring him here. Can, can you fix him? We can try. They look to Rose. I assume this is your favor. And Rose, yeah, it's time to cash in. <gasps> oh no. And um, Bayat goes, this is something we may be able to accomplish. And they step from past the counter. Follow me. And they start to walk towards a, what looks to be a blank wall. They pass by a handful of clothing racks. And they wave their hand and you watch the wood of this wall peel back and it makes a hallway that leads into what looks to be some kind of circular chamber with a circle inscribed on the floor. Do you all follow? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cautiously. Uh, um, I'm also going to be looking for any scrap fabric. Uh, roll me an investigation check. Along the way. Eleven. You're, you're, you're walking past these clothing racks and you're looking. and You look at one rack and you don't see anything noticeable and you do like another sweep around the room and you look back at that same rack and now there's a bin there filled with fabric scraps can i i'm just gonna grab one uh what does it look like uh probably something horrendously patterned maybe brightly colored yes (laughs) okay um you take it with ease and pocket it and i don't mean to i'm not stealing it okay you're just holding it Yeah, yeah okay um, and the weird part is, as you would enter this hallway, you look back again and the box is gone. Um, yeah, that's weird. But okay. you follow Bayat down this hallway and they sit down in the circle and they motion to the armadillo that brings Tedward over and kind of loops his body onto the floor. And the figure goes, how well do you know this individual? We've oh. been traveling for a couple of weeks. Can I pull out the book? Um, yeah, sure. And, and hand it to Bayette and say, although this is an exaggeration of uh, events a little bit, no offense, little book, and I pat the book, um, this kind of tells some of his story. Um, they start to flip through the pages, and you see their head kind of pu- look puzzled a little bit. And they take out the magnifying glass that they had again and put it over the object, and their eyes flare wide, and they lean back. Where did you find this? The discount shelf. (laughs) There's a slow head turn with wide eyes that looks at this blueberry. Are you serious? I am being completely earnest. (laughs) How much did you get for it? I, what, what what was it Get like it my gold. official story? It was like it was, it was like, like a less copper. than one. It was like less than one gold. Yeah, <laughs> one like a copper. copper piece. 
one copper piece. It was it was a package deal with a couple of children's books. <laughs> you bought this from a fool. And what did you use it for? <laughs> hmm. I wasn't really aware I was using it for anything, but in retrospect, it seems likely that I made a wish to be the greatest hero ever. <laughs> what is the book? You are very nearsighted. This is a relic. You're right. I, sh I should have wished for blueberry immunity. <laughs> <laughs> this is a relic. Older than me. Older than this shop. Likely older than most written history. You got it at that a bargain is... rate? Really old. I don't know why someone would have ever sold this to anyone. And they put the book down and they take the magnifying glass and start to look over the body of Tedward. And it has done a number of work on your body, Mr. Blueberry. <laughs> Tedward Edwardor, the first to you, please. Mr. Blueberry was my father. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. What? It's okay. Has what is your relationship with this relic? Does it stay with you? Does it continue to It follows me around and writes about my exploits in a hyperbolic manner. They open up the book again and start to read through very verbose it is. Mm-hmm. They point to the, the book and they go, is this true or fabricated? That's, that really depends on which part. I mean, all of it is outlandish. Hmm. I'd say most of it's fabricated. Do you remember these things happening? Not in this body. Nope. And then it, it like flips back and keeps flipping to the most recent pages. And it sees the pages where it was writing with Alaya. Did you vanish... Were you dispelled in the plane of dream? Mm-hmm. It seems upon your return, you've entered a body that does not seem connected to this relic. The likely assumption, what if this body, and they, they point to the blueberry, got in the way at a very unlikely time? Hmm. So you wish to swap back, yes? Ideally. Everyone, please gather around this circle. If you could. Anybody there? Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Haley will grab her. Okay. Um, now, I, with the correct magics, could pry the souls from these two bodies, but it will be up to all of you to help them reattach properly. That's a lot of pressure. Okay! Um, how exactly do we make sure that they end up in the correct bodies and fuse together? The spell will show you the way and okay this person they reach up and take their hand and comb it through their hair and as they do their face their skin goes from this grayish pale color to this very 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 fair skinned um freckled face and as they run their hand through their hair you watch as the hair turns to a vibrant red and their face shifts from these kind of flat features to these sharp and pointed ones and the hair kind of curls back and goes very long down their back. And you watch as their clothing shifts and change. Their ears come out to a point that are almost half elven. And they go, All right, so this um, particular ritual will require the power of all of your souls, okay? What? <laughs> I, you don't like the sound of 
uh, would you consider this uh, this uh, attitude to be more like like energetic and pumped and absolutely so oh, yeah. much more? Alea's Alea's gone with it. She's like, yeah, let's go, guys, let's do it. We can do it. How sure are you? You can get this done. Relatively confident. That didn't sound relatively confident. I have moved souls from bodies before. Just not one that has been um, heavily sculpted as this one. Thank you. That is not a compliment. This book could put you in great danger, and I don't think you realize that. I think I do now. It really depends <laughs> on, on you, Ted. Where, is this something you want? I just want to make sure that I understand the particular nuance of the phrase, this spell will require the power of your souls, because that sounds like something a cult member would say before plunging us all into hell. Oh, no. You caught me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Roll <Yeah>. for initiative. <laughs> oh, no. Legit concern. Legit concern. Everyone. Please sit in a circle. Sit in a circle and cross your legs if you want. I don't know whatever, whatever's whatever's comfortable for you. Um, and if you could hold hands in a circle around the body, that'd be great. Oh, and and they pick you up by your little stem and just ouch, 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 ouch <laughs> drop ouch, you ouch, on Tedward's belly. Sorry. Grip from the roots, not the end, you fool. What's the worst that can happen as Leia like gets into position? One could get one soul could get uh, eviscerated. I'm sorry. Um, if you were doing percentage wise, what's the crit fail scenario? Do we all become fruit? I, I mean, I do oh have my God. fruit if you'd wish to be. The rest fruit. of the journey, it's just us as fruit. Veggie okay. tails. <laughs> oh no, veggie tails. <laughs> <laughs> Salad. <laughs> yeah, this is the second time I've been talking about the wiggles in a week. I don't know what's happening, but you're all wiggly. The universe is trying to tell you Give to be a wiggle. To be a wiggle. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to the mid roll. I hope you're excited for what's about to come next because I know I am. During this episode, you may have noticed that Avi knew Bayet's name before they were actually introduced. Now, to give some context, this shopkeep is a character that appears in just about all of my campaigns. And as you may have noticed, they use they-them pronouns. In Asperon, it's fairly common for changelings, like Bayet, to be non-binary. But how people in Asperon identify themselves varies from person to person, and it's usually based on who they feel they truly are, regardless of the shape their body may take or what any society has to say about it. With that being said, I don't want you thinking all changelings are non-binary either. Some identify as male or female. It varies from individual to individual. All walks of life are welcome in Esperon, and they all deserve representation on this production. As for the rest of the show, thank you so much for all the name submissions that you have all been sending in. If you want to name an NPC for future arcs or one-shots, there's one coming up. Or, you know, maybe just learn more about the show. Check us out at www.toapodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Tales of Asperon, and we also have a Discord group where you can find our announcements as well as links to our Facebook page. 
If you like our show, you should take a look at Frostwalkers, which is the show that we're cross-promoting with this week. Hi, everybody. I'm B, the current Dungeon Master of the Frostwalkers podcast, here to tell you a little bit about our show. Uh, we are a officially one-year-old D&D 5e actual play uh, run by a group of young adults who are passionate about storytelling and their characters. The first campaign that we're currently in is set in the Arctic town of Timshul. The party's a group of misfits who, despite their many differences, become a family together and save the town from countless monsters and other sanity. There's a party hat wraith, an ice prince, and of course, tons of ice cream. <laughs> um, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and pretty much everywhere else you can find podcasts. <laughs> and if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Discord, and Twitter. We have a large and growing community, um, so come have fun with us. We tend to release episodes every other Monday, so make sure to keep an eye out. Yeah, that's about it from us. Uh, Camping 2 is going to be a thing sometime soon. But until then, you have all, but you have all the time in the world to catch up on Campaign 1. So uh, we love you all, and we can't wait for you to hear more about what we're about. All right, let's get back to the show. So this person um, in this new form goes, okay, so everyone, please take your hands, hold them together, if you could, and close your eyes. Can you all do that? Uh... We don't have to hold the little blueberry's hands. He, he's fine over there. Uh, Elena's just going to silently, like, she's going to do it and then, like, silently, like, pray that this works and no one gets hurt. Okay. Just mm. We can do this. It's a fun new New? New! You just said you did this before! Shh, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. We can do this. Confidence. Can I look at Rose and see how her facial expression is? Um, Rose looks a, li- a bit concerned. Oh god, um, okay. Roll me an insight check. A nine. A nine. Mm, she looks nervous. Alright, let's do this. So while this starts, um, this individual, they start speaking under their breath. Do any of you understand Celestial? Um, nope. It's remarkably similar to Blueberry, so yeah. <laughs> uh, no. No, okay. So this, to all of you, it almost sounds like a song. You don't know exactly what they're saying, but it has rhythm, it has feeling to it. And can everyone here roll me a d20? Nine. Ooh. A four. Oof. Eleven. Eleven? Eleven. Eleven, okay. So, that was a group check. You guys got 50-50. What happens here is this individual starts going through this chant. You don't know exactly what it is. Um, but you feel some kind of power wash over you. Um, particularly Alea and Pele. You both feel that this song, this rhythm to it, is like hitting you in waves, and there's a rhythm. And you start to kind of relax and lull into the rhythm, and you can feel your body rocking with it a little. And then after a moment, after two, three more, 
you find yourself mumbling whatever Bayette is saying as they're doing this. And... Stand in line. <laughs> and... Tedward, it doesn't really sound like much to you. Thurbash, maybe do you not have a lot of experience with music? Probably very little. Okay, so this just kind of feels like weird and awkward to you. And Alea and Hele. When you think of Tedward, what's the first memory that your that your character would remember? Um, probably the first moment that we that Alea met Tedward. Okay, where he was assailing that thug in the street. Yeah. Why would that be important to her? Uh, cause she didn't. She's never met someone like Tedward. Also, the part where the book was in the in the in the pub, the first pub. Okay. Was flying around and he was just relaxed and chill, and she thought he was really cool. So these two kind of memories just hit you while you're in this tune, and for a moment it feels like you're there. Haley, what about you? It would be when we lost. I forget what his name is, but. The guy we were interrogating to the guards. The potato. And he put the bag over his head and just ran right into the smoke. Is or, that a good memory or a bad one for Haley? It's a good one. Um, and why would he think it's important to him? Because through his messed up few days here, that's the most heroic thing he's seen. Okay, so it's like a moment of heroism. And while you're both thinking of these memories, the two of you hear this rhythm and it, it hits you. And as it does, while you're remembering these moments, you can sort of feel the rhythm adjust and change to the memory. The chant changes a little and both of you find yourselves mumbling under your breath along with Bayette. Um, at this phase, uh, Tedward, can you roll me a d20? Okie dokie dokie dokie. 15. 15, okay. 15. Um, so, Quick question. The book, it overwrote some of Tedward's memories, yeah? Yeah, probably like most of them. It, okay, so all, basically the stuff that they would be remembering is just not there for Tedward. Not in the same form. Like, okay. if they remember first meeting me, I remember rescuing them from a giant while destroying a town. Okay. Um, so we've kind of established that in this body, does Tedward have all of his memories intact? No, they're just blank spots. They're Anything just blank the book spots. would have... Anything the book would have overwritten, it overwrote to Tedward's physical brain, oh, okay. I'm guessing. Okay, so what is in, yeah, so what is in Tedward's body right now has just big gaps. Yeah. And while this, this tune, this music is kind of rolling over everyone, it's weird. It sounds like Bayad's voice starts to trail over itself a little. And then Tedward, you're suddenly hit with a memory. And it's not from your perspective, it's from Alea's. You see someone, or you feel like you're Leia running up the street, and you see yourself, Tedward, fighting off this guy. And you grab him and with total ease smash his head through a window. And I giggle. <laughs> yeah, you knock him down. And Alea, while you're remembering this moment, you hear Tedward giggle a little. Mm. And then your memory cuts to the perspective of Tedward putting on the, the potato sack and sprinting at the guards at the house. And while this is happening, you're seeing it from Haley's perspective. And Tedward like sprints across the thing, kicks open the door, grabs one of the guards and throws them outside. And then it just becomes a panic flurry of madness. 
in the space where Hele and Alea are sitting cross-legged around this circle. We see these blue, vibrant threads of light reach off of him and kind of slowly reach towards our little blueberry shape of Tedward. And they start to wrap around him and envelop his body. And we see a faint shape of a humanoid individual starting to take form. And that memory just returns to you as if it was never overwritten. Can I get a d20 roll from everyone one more time? 15. 11. 11? 15. Uh, 12. 12. Oof. Uh, three. Okay. Um... Tedward. So, yeah. well, first let's start with Thurbash. What is a memory of Tedward that's important to you? Or the first thing that you remember? <laughs> the memory that stands out the most to Thurbash is the time that we were in the hotel room and Tedward decided to cold cock me in the face. He, like, picked you up and started choking you? Yeah, exactly. You know, funny <laughs> is I legit don't remember that. You were choking me and I had to punch you to let me go. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, now I remember. Yeah, so what about that scene sticks out to Thurbash the most? Why does he remember? Um, I mean, I, he remembers it partly from a, uh, like a spot of fear, but he also remembers it as this is a man who's more than willing to go out of his way for any reason whatsoever, and nothing's going to probably hinder him. Like, he has some, some, a little bit of respect, even though he was choked out. Okay. While this happens, Tedward, you feel another pulse of this rhythm, and it changes and shifts. It's so hard to describe. It's like you're here. It's like you're feeling music roll through your body, and you're hit with another memory from Thurbash's perspective, which for you is a little scary because you're up off the ground and you see you, Tedward, holding Thurbash by the throat and choking him out, and you see him tapping for air, and it's a little scary. And then that memory just re-knits back into you. Another piece of you the book took away. And we see a thread come from Thurbash's mind. And it flies across the space and wraps around this tiny humanoid form that is wrapped around the little blueberry body Tedward's now trapped in. And as this light knits in and solidifies, we see a glowing ethereal face of Tedward in this humanoid form, a piece of him restored. It wasn't there before. At this point, um, can I get a perception check? Um, everybody. Everybody. Perception. 18. Oh, you boy crit 16. failed. 18, 16. 21! 21. So, Alea and Haley. You notice, you start to pay a little more attention to the, the rhythmic chant that's going on. And it's kind of picked up this... The rhythm has shifted and changed. Tedward, what does your mm -hmm. theme song sound like? Tedward's theme song? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't really, I never really imagined like an official version of it. I just think that like, imagine like your standard heroic movie theme, but like nothing but the big brass section of like the horns, because that's all Tedward can really process. Okay. Maybe, maybe a drum just going nuts <laughs> a single drum losing its mind um so the the chanting drum has a kind of machine yeah the oh my god yeah so the um the rhythm of this spell has picked up something similar to you something that Hele and Alea have both heard 
Tedward mumbling a tune under his breath while he's doing something that he thinks is awesome. His like little mental theme for himself. And then once you notice that, something about this feels and seems easier. Um, and then you guys feel something push back from Tedward, not the two buried Tedward, but his body. And then you can hear start to overtake the rhythm, like scratching, like a pen on paper. And what do, what do you guys do? Try to look around and find the book. Yeah, did Bayad ever say we could keep open our eyes? They didn't, but they didn't say you couldn't either. True. I'm gonna, like, open one eye. Um, you open up the eye to see the book feverishly writing. And from it, you see these threads of golden light reaching for Tedward's body like the big body that are just coming off of the book and as it's happened you see these threads make contact with Tedward's body and his body starts to kind of spasm a little and you see Rose go oh that that doesn't look good and she goes over and kind of grabs the book and slams it shut and while this is happening she manages to get it closed and sit on it Tedward can I get one more d20 roll with advantage. Oh, hold on. That can't be right. 17. 17. Okay. So as this this rhythm is building and building and building and reaching, it feels like it's about to reach a crescendo, a climax. What is the thought that comes into each of your heads about that word? A thought? Yep. Like an impression, something. Um. Great farmer. <laughs> that he's passionate about what he does. Okay. Brute strength. Okay. And Tedward, you're sitting here in this blueberry body, and while this is happening, you get assaulted with these feelings. First, you get the scent, the smell of like a freshly plowed field, and a myriad of other scents and aromas and sensations that come with, you know, you growing up as a farmer. And Alea, what was yours again? Uh, that he's very passionate about what he's, like, what he does. Um, he's passionate. Tedward gets this feeling, this sensation, um, like the scent of old books, all the stories, all the things you've read as a kid that inspired you to be, you know, like a hero. And something in that grabs you. And then you get hit with a wave of what feels like adrenaline. And in that moment, your vision shifts and changes. And you feel like you could accomplish anything. And ahead of you, you can see your body. And there's a, it looks spectral like it did in the dream realm. And there are tons of holes and gaps. And in the center, there's one violet orb of light that's just kind of quivering. What do you do? There's just a orb of light a tiny little violet orb of, orb of light that's inside, like right by Tedward's head that's just kind of quivering. Is it blueberry sized? Yes. Acrobatics. I wanna I wanna do a backhand spring gymnastics routine into the into the light. <laughs> Give me an acrobatics check. We're doing it, man. We're doing it. Uh, that's okay. Eight. Eight? Um it doesn't look Trip. great. Yeah, you trip along the way and stumble. But because you're on Ted, like Tedward's big muscular form, 
you just kind of roll off to the side a little and grab onto one of the straps of your like beat up leather armor and pull yourself back up um do you keep running towards your face Mm -hmm. um you sprint down further and forward and as you do um you notice that your body isn't really physical anymore and you look down and you have hands you have legs you look like a tiny spiritual version of yourself and you take a leap and kind of just belly flop onto Tedward's face and as that happens you impact with the little orb of violet light and you just feel like a wave of fear coming from it what do you do hmm I'm gonna guess that that's Tuberry's soul then probably like like real Tuberry's soul I don't know why I'd be afraid he was in a he was in a biological tank. He was basically wearing a meat Gundam for a body. Why would he be afraid? He was. He had a bad trip, though, right? Yeah, he had a really bad <laughs> he trip. He probably did. I'm going to comfort Tuberry's soul. Aww. Oh my god. All right. Aww. Roll me a... Actually, what do you think would be a good roll for this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna... I'm gonna say it's like a wisdom roll, because that's... I'm gonna. I guess. Am I rolling with Tedward stats again? Because I. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Tuberry definitely is a better. Yeah. You bad. can roll with either. Okay. Well, that's an eight again because I have a minus one. All right. Well, I rolled um, opposing to see if Tuberry's soul freaks out, and it's a one. Um, so, you grab Tuberry. How do you console him or shake him out of it? I'm just gonna try to talk sense into Tuberry. I'm gonna be like, "You gotta relax, man." Blueberries are a resilient plant life and they can thrive in a number of climates and variable pH soil and they don't need a whole lot of water and uh, they get by just fine. And they'll always be around as long as people eat them, which may seem macabre, but it means your species longevity is tied to mine. So we're in this together, pal. As you're saying this to this little orb of violet light you watch two little arms and legs sprout out and it spins around and you can see Tuberry's little face and he just goes oh and like reaches <laughs> out his little hands for you I shake his hand um and as you as you grab on you feel yourself pulled forward and as this happens too you feel Tuberry flung away from you and all of you, this this rhythm that you've been kind of chanting along with Maya reaches a crescendo. And then a wave of golden light just washes over the room. And for a minute, your vision goes totally white. And when you come to, you see Tedward lying on his back, starfished out. And two berries on his chest, lying there on his back too, like starfished. What okay, do you do, okay. Tedward? Tedward burps. <laughs> like... It rattles the windows. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so it seems he's okay. It, it, is Tuberry okay too? Um, yes, it seems. Roll me a blueberry handling check? No. <laughs> Roll me an insight check. 21! His little eyes are very, very, very big and he like makes eye contact with you and just falls over and passes out and, and you just hear... Like, it's been a long day for Tuberry. Um, so while this crescendos happens after you guys come to, you see Bayette, still with this long red hair, elvish pointed ears. They go, whew, that, uh, that was a lot. Yeah, 
You fixed him. You did well. No, 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 no. You need to. You need to understand something here. I made the path. That's what this was. This is old, old magic. You all followed the path, found your way, and brought him back. We fixed him. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case, it seems like you didn't really have to spend a whole favor on this. If, if all you had to do is make a path and we did all the work, I don't see how this settles whatever arrangements you had. You see Bayat looking at the book and they go, I, <laughs> I really don't think you want to talk about um, the gravity of a choice, considering that. And you see Rose over there struggling furiously to keep this book closed. Uh, you can just let that thing do whatever it's going to do. As she lets go, oh. it zips across the room and hits you right in the face. You hear a crack. <laughs> and a little, blood, blood, a little bit of blood trickles down your nose. Yeah, it wouldn't be my body without a broken nose, so. And I need everyone right now to roll me a d6. All right. Six. One. Two. One. Two. Two. Thurbash. A three. Two. Two. Oh, okay. Oh, and who rolled a three? No, I was just going oh. with the like owl, the lollipop commercial. And Ted, what you two? <laughs> Would you roll? I got a, I got a six. A six. Okay, that actually fits the narrative perfectly. Um, so you're not entirely sure what, but as Tedward, like the book hits him in the face and blood starts kind of pouring down your nose, how do all of you react to this? Oh. Uh. React to this scene of Tedward getting smacked in the face by his yeah. book. Uh, I'm Alea's happy that Tedward's back and Tuberry's back, but she's also still concerned about what the book was saying and what uh, mm -hmm. Bayet and Rose were saying. Okay, so there's a look of concern over your face, like there's a smile on the outside, but if someone looks close enough, they might see something a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so whatever you guys rolled, um, your D6s, I want you to write that on your character sheet as resonance. If you already have it, add some more. Uh, Find a pen. On my character sheet, I have class resource two. Yeah, Would that, that be where I... you can put it in wherever you want, um, just as long as it's written. I just don't remember if I already had resonance, and that's what that two is for. You didn't, you didn't. Shit. Oh, wait, no, 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 you did, you did, you did. Okay, another two then. Um, so those numbers that you just wrote down on your sheet um, as resonance. Hela, you've encountered this once before when you connected with Constance right after the Hydroloth Spectre was destroyed. In this moment, as we kind of pull the camera back and fade away, Tedward has a broken nose from the book and he's kind of chuckling. Alea, there's a smile across her face and there's this kind of nervous apprehension in her eyes. Hela, how are you responding to this? Just all about warmly and kind of still stunned that it worked okay we pull back further thurbash what do you look like in this scenario i'm i'm looking peachy please because the whole situation about the berry and the big strong dude is now figured out we don't have to worry about that anymore okay um and as we pull further and further away and we just sort of hear that humming tune that words crazy weird theme rings in your minds just a little bit as I don't think your characters realize it yet, but the players can. They, in that moment, you you were able to connect your soul with Tedward's 
and give him pieces of him that the book took away. And you pave the way for him to get back to his body. Hey everybody, thanks for sticking around and I really hope you enjoyed Song of the Soul. This episode is especially close to me. Arc 2 may be over, but we have plenty more stories to tell. For our next episode, we've assembled a motley crew of kobolds to defend their home in the White Leaf Wood. Avi, myself, Keeper Susanna from Thordvale Podcast, and Nikki from Top of the Round will be playing a game called The Eleventh Day, written by a game developer on Twitter, at PowerWordFU, who is a great friend of our show. This one is going to be a little slice of insanity, and I am very excited and so honored to be working with so many great folks on this particular one-shot. Our song and ambient music for this episode are features from Kevin McLeod and Sword Coast Soundscape, respectively, which you can find in our episode description. And if you really like their songs, you can go on Bandcamp and purchase the tracks for yourself. If you like the show, tell your friends. Reviews are great too, and you know we've been getting a lot lately, and it absolutely warms my heart, but share us with the people you care about. Stay healthy and see you soon. that's where we're going to end if we want to do these shopping bits we can do it as individual things which i thought could be pretty cool nope so basically after this you guys are gonna have an opportunity to browse through the shop and get like one item so we can role play those interactions yay we've got our big hunk back i don't have to worry about squishing a playable character that was so funny though Now we just gotta make sure we don't squish Tooberry by accident. I wonder if we can get him little blueberry armor. Oh my god! Like just a little, little something. Maybe blueberry we can ask Wyatt. And then we can like train a mouse to be like his little horse. <gasps> oh my god! I'm glad we figured out Tooberry's and uh, Tedward's thing. Mm-hmm. And we and we solved the mystery as to what happened with all the people. Yeah, but we sure. still don't know if we. Fixed. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not fixed, and there's a bunch of dead people, and there are probably going to be a lot more dead people before we're actually finally done with things. But we made a landmark. We did a lot. We saved Kirik. We no longer have to feel guilty about his death because it wasn't our fault. He's not dead. You felt guilty? Well, I did tell him to scream as loud as he could in a spot that he probably shouldn't be screaming. Well, yeah, it was all your fault. All right, good.